Hey, it's Mike. How you doing? Good, Mike. Good. How are you? All right. Um, I got my uh, software on. I'm going to go through these uh, questions and uh, so you can get back to your driving. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, growing up, who would you root for? Did you have a favorite football team? You know, uh, actually, I'm born in New York. So I was born, uh, my mom and dad are both from New York, uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. And uh, we used to come back to visit. My dad uh, is an orthopedic surgeon, so he moved after his residency. Uh, he moved out. He had, uh, I'm the oldest of six, so he moved out with myself and two brothers out to California when uh, I was about three or four. Yeah. And uh, we used to come. Yeah, we used to come back all the time. Then I had three. Uh, I had, I had uh, two sisters and a brother out in California. Uh, after that, but we used to go back and forth all the time uh, in the summers. And my uncles were all New York City cops. And oh wow! All of, uh, the whole side of the family. So they used to take us. You know, uh, some of them were single, and your sister comes back with uh, seven kids, four boys. What are you going to do with them? And they would take us over to. You know, when the Mets were winning, when Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, Jerry Kuzman, all those guys, we'd, we'd go and we'd, we'd go uh, watch them play catch with them. Uh, and then they'd take us out to the Jet Complex. And uh, I actually had the opportunity to, to meet Joe Namath when I was a little kid. So uh, oh, wow. it was great. So I was a Jet fan. Since I've oh, wow. I mean, that would be that would be the game and a, and a Joe Namath fan just from, uh, from being able to live the dream, you know, with, uh, with my uncle. So it, it was... Uh, it was a small world, and it came back, uh, came back at me. But uh, you know, and, and many years later, uh, obviously became friends with Joe. So uh, yeah, just it, just a terrific, uh, terrific story. It's a terrific part of my life. Something I'll never forget. Yeah, that's he's actually the only football player my mom can uh, can name. <laughs> is Joe <laughs> Namath? It's, it's a good one. That's a good one. She's, in, she's doing well. <laughs> Um, uh, what, how old were you when you realized, like, the NFL was a legitimate chance that, uh, was this something you always kind of knew that football came naturally, naturally to you, or? You know, uh, Mike, I think I was like, I, I would think I was like any other kid or all my, all my friends that I grew up with, uh, all my childhood buddies are still my best friends in life, and we used to just, you know, we Every day you get out from school, you'd study, then you go out and play, and, and you change with the seasons. But uh, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I remember going to bed every night and dreaming about playing football. You know, uh, when Bart Starr and the Green Bay Packers were winning, and Joe Namath and Terry Bradshaw, Joe and Joe Montana, because the 49ers were doing so well out here, and the Raider. I mean, everybody. You know, I, I just was yeah. a sports fanatic. I, I loved it all, and uh, I, I think that it was always. A goal, probably like any any uh, you know any young child who likes sports, you know that would be your goal, right? To be the best, to be validated like that. But I think ultimately, uh, once I got to high school, I, I knew I could scroll a little bit, and uh, I had some really uh, I was fortunate. I had some really nice, uh, really good, and, and very nice people as coaches who spent a lot of time with me when they didn't have to, and uh, really worked on my confidence. And then when I got to college at uh, you know, I kind uh, it, it jumped out at college that I had, you know, that I was uh, fortunate and uh, and might have an opportunity. So the hard work was easy. It was never hard work. It was just always fun. I always enjoyed every every day building up to it. 
what was it like going from that, you know, relatively unknown college in the grand scheme of things to the New York media when you got drafted? What, was it overwhelming? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, and it's funny nowadays when you try to explain because the Internet has taken over, right? And, and newspapers mm-hmm. are uh, certainly not, don't have the, uh, the, uh, the 100% uh, hold on you like they did then. But New York was the place. And, uh, you know, there were three or four newspapers. There were guys, you know, 15 people in the locker room every day and, and sports sales. But, I, you know, I always had a... I was really fortunate. I had a, a great upbringing with my parents and, uh, and my coaches, my friends, and my family. That you know, I never really got too carried away. I, I was obviously really happy and and, uh, and had a lot of confidence, but I never got caught up in, in any of the other the other stuff. Really didn't you know? It, it didn't really float my boat. Uh, so of course, nobody likes to hear anything bad about yourself, right? I mean, it's yeah, but. When you do, you just got to, you know, how, how short of a memory can you have and, and just get back to doing what's really important. Uh, that's the great part about football. Football's, a, you know, such a team game. But uh, when you're doing good, uh, although the quarterback or shoulder a lot of the glory, when you're doing bad, you're going to take a lot of the hits. And it's, it's really more about the team than any one player. And I think if you look around the league right now, you can you can say that all the time. I mean, uh, any quarterback's as good as the other parts around them. And they're all talented or they wouldn't be there. And I, I always get a kick kind of a uh, – it doesn't seem like people relay that story, but I, I think playing football, and once you have a talent, playing football is all about confidence. And I think that's the biggest thing a coach could give a player is confidence. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I think when you have that, they'll, they'll uh, supersede uh, all expectations because they really believe in themselves. So I, I think that's a great lesson. I, I really learned that in college. I had a college coach that uh, – that uh, unfortunately, Coach Soaker just passed away uh, over Thanksgiving. But uh, he was he was ahead of his time in, in terms of he was a teacher and a friend and uh, worked everything together. So uh, I think it was a great lesson. I think it's kind of helped me as I've gotten older, uh, you know, experiencing so many different things uh, and becoming the person I am and, and how I approach uh, certain things in life. Uh, I'm sorry, just just make sure I heard you right. Which coach was that? Yeah. Jim Soker, S-O-C-H-O-R, and he was my college coach at Davis. Yeah, wonderful. I just, yeah. I they kind of cut out a second when you said that. I want to make sure. Oh, I got sorry. It right. Yeah. No, you're good. I'm going through Central Valley. I'm going through Fresno, California, on my way out to see my dad. So uh, nice. You think you think you'd be connected everywhere you go, but uh, I'm not sure <laughs> so much about this area. Understood. <laughs> um, so being in New York, uh, you you got some other opportunities that weren't football. Um, I know you were on Home Improvement. Uh, what was was that nerve wracking? Uh, being on a, a a sitcom versus you know playing in the NFL, being a totally different well, experience. I, yeah, I mean, you know, that was like uh, I guess it was a vaguely veiled celebrity event where they weren't really uh, you know, put a hammer in your hand. And, and I I I don't think there was at any point they thought I was going to be up for a uh, <laughs> whatever they call it. Uh, and it's not an Academy Award, whatever the hell, Academy Award, Grammy Award, whatever the hell they call it. They, they never, it was just fun. It was just fun to do with a couple of buddies. And, uh, and, you know, it's like anything. You, you learn that uh, other people work hard at their at their uh, professions as well. And there's yeah. a reason they're good. And, and the best people anywhere kind of uh, 
have a passion for it. You know, there's only so much you can do with your physical skills, but then you have to have a passion for what you do. And uh, all of those guys, you know, uh, Tim Allen certainly was what a phenomenal comedian he was. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just kind of parlayed itself. And he had just a little calmness about him. They were they were very helpful and uh, very understanding of uh, a couple of big oaks showing up and uh, just getting in the way. Um, who, who's like the – do you ever have a celebrity you met, you know, being Ken O'Brien that you were kind of starstruck, like – um, I, Mike Westhoff says meeting uh, Denzel Washington was his his really his big moment. Do you have a moment like that? You know, uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I was fortunate. I would say that it's the people that I've had who I remember, uh, and, and there were. You know, it's a great opportunity. You get to meet a lot of people doing that. But you know, I get to meet some of my childhood. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know, I got to meet Joe Damon and, and uh, nice. Bert Jones and, and Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw and all guys that I always dreamed uh, of being. Uh, and so those guys become friends uh, different levels over the years. I also was able to meet Muhammad Ali. And, oh, nice. Uh, he just had a, uh, yeah, I remember he had a presence about himself that was, uh, even though he wasn't feeling it as well, I, I met him a couple times actually. And every time, he just had a way of presence about himself that he got through to all the young kids. And they didn't even know who he was. Uh, you know, they were mm-hmm. much younger. And but they they were drawn to him. And uh, it, it was really interesting. Uh, I was really fortunate and really happy to be able to uh, beat it because I think he's one of the, you know, the greatest athletes, certainly. But uh, he did a lot for the country and, and meant a lot for everybody. It was one of the most enjoyable times I got to spend time with somebody outside of football. Nice. Um, this is kind of a silly question, but uh, does people uh, risk life and limb if they ask you to toss you something? Like, if your wife, like, toss me the remote, do you feel the urge to, like, rifle one in there? Or is that, uh, is that still pretty safe for you? I mean, do you, do you miss those days of, uh, you know, being on the field and everything? You know, uh, <laughs> Uh, now I don't know if the term rifle would really be in effect with what, uh, you know, uh, at 55 years old, right? You know, I don't know if rifles stay there, but, uh, hey, and thank you for even, uh, making me feel good. You know, I, I mean, I do, I, when I was coaching, uh, I, I like to, I just love throwing the ball. Unfortunately, you get beat mm-hmm. up over the course yeah. of time, and, uh, which is interesting now with all the injuries coming to a forefront. But, uh, yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, I, I love it. At, and as far as playing, the, the hardest part about playing is you're going to work every day and you're with a group of guys you love being with and you know, the camaraderie. It, uh, is, yeah. It's hard to replace and it's hard to get that passion about something else later in life. So uh, it, it's great to play. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody misses the drudgery of the monotony of the day in, day out, the same thing. But it's all the time, the downtime, and all the uh, fun and all the laughter and all the jokes mm-hmm. you do, and then the competition at game day. There's nothing like it. I mean, just being able to compete is is a lot of fun, and uh, it's hard to get that out of your out of your system, certainly. Yeah, I uh, talked with uh, Wesley Walker and JoJo Tomsell, and they uh, they both um, said the same thing, and you know how much they they miss the camaraderie and. Uh, uh, Wesley's piece of advice before I talk to you is to relax. That's what he told me. So he said, Ken's a good guy. Uh, you got nothing to worry about. So, uh, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the other other players you played with, kind of, they feel the same way from when I talk to them. Well, Mike, uh, if you're taking your advice from Wesley Walker, be careful. <laughs> I, I, know, 
Uh, I don't know when he uh, became the Grand Wizard of Wisdom, but apparently he is now. So, uh, no, I, I'm just teasing. He's a, he's a really good friend. It was a phenomenal. Uh, he was a freakish football player, and uh, he's a he's a very good guy. He's got a great family. His kids are phenomenal. How how is it now? I I I don't know how you're doing physically, but um, what's it like hearing like players you played with, you know, really struggled physically after football, and it really took a a toll on them. Um, do you think, like, the current NFL protection rules could have done stuff to maybe, you know, limit that and uh, maybe prolong your career? And I guess that's a two-part question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of parts to go on, Mike. So uh, it's funny because I was just talking with a friend earlier today. So uh, first I'll answer your question. I'll tell you what we're talking about. I, I do think they're trying all the time to mm-hmm. better protect the player, especially the quarterbacks. They – they have much more protection than they ever had before. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, they can say what they want about players who are bigger, stronger, and faster. They were pretty darn big and strong and fast when we played as well. And, uh, yes. And they didn't have, you know, and they didn't have the drug testing, so you might have got even bigger and stronger and faster in certain aspects than you have now. So, uh, but you know, the nature of the game is it's combat and, uh, yeah. you know, it's contact, and, and you're going to get hurt. And everybody thinks, when you're 21 years old, you're playing, or 31 years old, or 31 years old, you're bulletproof. And no matter what happens, you're going to bounce back and you can take it. And, uh, you know, uh, youth is a great, uh, is great medicine because you can bounce back a lot easier. I think as you get older, then it does start to catch up. And, and that's what I see with a lot of, uh, friends. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you certainly can't, you know, you know, that's the nature of it. When you're older, you're beat up. Even if friends that have played high school and college have the same, mm-hmm have the same issues, uh, and a lot of it's your genetic makeup as well. But now, now to go on to, about that, I was, you know, even even though they're trying to police it and protect people a lot more, especially with the head injuries, which they didn't have any of that those days. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what the protocol was. I don't know if there was one. It was like, hey, you ready to go? What day is it? Get back in. Um, yeah. now, now, I mean, I watch the games over the weekend. I watch certain games uh, still that if I have if I have one of the young guys I know that's playing, then I'll always watch him. But it seems like there's God. I was watching a game this weekend. I turned to my wife. I said, "Is it me or every two seconds is somebody getting hurt?" It's, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. And uh, you know, big, strong, and fast. Uh, maybe you know, I have a couple ideas what they could possibly do, but they're not lining up my door to hear my opinion. So I'm better <laughs> keeping it myself. I'd love to hear your opinion if you want to share. But if not, uh, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I think when you look back on it, uh big thing of football is everyone, defenders and offensive guys, too, they use their head, right? There's something mm-hmm. in your in our makeup and the DNA. When you're going to get hit or hit somebody, you put your head and lead it with your head. And you yeah. see it, all the guys running, you know, they're running. All of a sudden, they're about to hit. They put their head down. And it's the worst thing. Everybody knows you can do it well. And I know they have the gladiator makeup and uh the outfits and the uniforms, and it looks good. But I think if somebody took that face mask and uh, if they want the look, make it out of uh, you know aluminum foil, and so it looks the same. But if they leave with their face, they're going to get a broken nose, and they're going to tear up their faces. And you're not going to have you know. It's it's funny. Watch rugby or watch the old time yeah. football. Nobody, everyone thinks they're too pretty to get hurt. I, I think that would if there's a way you could do it. Uh, I, I think that's the big thing that they have to do is they have to. You know, your other parts of your body, 
okay, uh, and there's ways to think about that as well, but I think the head, you got to watch out for the yep. head because that's a, a lifelong deal and uh, really affects a lot of guys, whether whether it's uh, the concussions or mm-hmm. something trauma to their brain, whether it's a lot of depression, and uh, it's just really, really a sad deal. Yeah, I I played, you know, low-level high school football, and I know I had two or three concussions playing. I couldn't imagine standing in the pocket and having a guy who could hit you in the head with their helmet, you know, what that would be like on a, I don't know, a weekly basis as my job. I, I don't I don't think that's something I, I would, could ever be built for. Um, I, I, like, I don't know if anybody is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was doing some statistical work. You ready to talk about some of this stuff quick? The, uh, uh, sure, yeah, I don't really know any of it, but yeah, go ahead. As long as it's right. I'll be all listening to you. All right, uh, career statistics. Uh, I went through QB ratings of the, you know, the four, the other three guys they compare you with. Uh, we got Marino 86.4, Kelly 84.4, Ken O'Brien 80.4, and John Elway 79.9. Did you know you had a higher QB rating than John Elway for your career? Uh, no, my, you know what, I'm, I'm really, uh, when I told you, I, I don't, I've never been a stat guy, so I, I don't really, I don't know how they make, I don't know how they make that up or what, but I know that, uh, the three guys you compared me to are in the Hall of Fame, and they're all friends, and they're all really good players, yeah. so, uh, it's nice to be, uh, it's nice to be friends with them, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is, every, t- every team and every situation is different, and what they ask you mm-hmm. to do is different, uh, you know, what they were going to ask you in New York is different than what they would ask you in Miami. Certainly you Absolutely. do it better with the type of offense and everything else. And, uh, and yeah. that's kind of how you, you go about it uh, nowadays especially. Now they have somebody, you know, uh, are, is it going to be a spread offense or is it going to be a traditional? I think they're, I think more people are leaning away from the gimmick spread now. They're trying to go back to the more traditional, in the pocket, make the plays type guy. Well, you know, another thing I noticed was out of the, the best seasons, um, you guys had uh, your you had the you know out of all the seasons combined you had the fourth best with the ninety six six. Your your I told you before your four hundred and seventy nine yard passing game was probably the day I became a Jets fan. Um, putting up putting up sixty two points against Tampa Bay I credit with inventing arena football. Um, let's see second all time Jets yards most completion in Jets history, third best uh, QB completion percentage in Jets history. Um, and I, I I guess my point is I think people should know where historically you stand and that the things you accomplished on the field were great and pretty amazing. And uh, my one of my uh, one of my points is I think you're somebody who should be in the Jets ring of honor, and I want to know your opinion on that. Oh, well, that's, uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I haven't given, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm really bad with stuff like that, Mike, so I, I haven't given yeah. any thought to it. It would be a tremendous honor, certainly. Uh, I know that, uh, again, uh, a lot of people that are uh, a lot more connected and smarter than I am are involved in that deal. But, uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of, in, in terms of football, it's it's what it's what the people you played with and, and no mm-hmm. really know what, what it was all about every day, what they think about you. And, uh, you know, I, I thought the world of, of everybody and I thought everybody was equal and everybody contributed from the first guy on the team to whoever that is to the, to the last guy on the team. 
everyone's a real part of it. And, uh, you know, when you can get everybody going in the right direction, to the, mm-hmm. that chemistry is really unbeatable. And uh, I, I think, you know, as I look back, we had that bond for a while, and, and then we were kind of our own worst enemy, you know. Uh, I mean, you make, I'm not making excuses with injuries or, or whatever, yeah. but it's how you react. You know, sometimes how you react to pressure and, uh, uh, and, and how that goes down, you know, from the coaching staff. Or, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure, how people react to it and how they, uh, and, and, and how they respond and, and how you take that in a leadership role. Is, it's a really interesting dynamic of sports, and uh, I think I learned a lot about that. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a great learning tool for me, especially with helping some of the young kids that I, I've been fortunate enough to, to know and help recently. Who, who uh, well, just by one little point about that. I mean, it's a 16 game season. Uh, in, in baseball, you have a six game losing streak and you shrug it off and keep going. In football, you have a six game losing streak. Your season's over. There is a, a degree of getting hot at the right time and the football bouncing the right direction. And, um, I, I couldn't imagine the individual pressure on a game in game out basis where, you know, you see baseball, they talk about in, in August, the guys get it, you know, you see them bored out there and trying to stay awake standing in center field. And, uh, must be, must be overwhelming at times. Can you, uh, can you tell me some of the, the quarterbacks you worked with as a, I know you, uh, done coaching in your career too. Well, uh, yeah, I have, uh, yeah, I have a little bit, and I've just been fortunate that uh, we moved from Northern California to Southern California about uh, almost 20 years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of kids, a couple of guys who were young guys in school uh, were down there, and it's just a, it's not a, it's not a business. You know, I work. I have my, uh, I have my own uh, business. I have my own job that I do. So this is just, just because I like doing it, I've been able to. To meet some really really talented kids and work with them uh, from all ages, from you know little young kids in, in high school to college age kids to guys who are now in the NFL and uh, and a lot of them are from Southern California because once one you know if you're ever once one guy knows you then everybody else knows you and they say hey go over and play catch it's uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, I met some really really good some really nice all of them to a band and very very nice kids so. It was a lot of fun for me, and, and I think we uh, we accomplish a lot uh, I, because we're doing it one on one, and they don't have anywhere else to go but listen to me. And even and they're so nice that they listen to me even if they think I'm full of it. So uh, <laughs> it, it's a, so it's pretty good. And, and I, they've all been good players. They're all good players, and uh, you know I I, I haven't uh, I do it still a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. that, that's a game where uh, you know nowadays, shoot, everyone's marketing themselves to get paid. It's a that's a whole career, I guess, guys. Yeah. Are doing it. And, and that wasn't you know that's not my for my. Did uh, you did you did you work with uh, Carson Palmer? Did I see that right? And did you, yeah, I've known Carson a long time, and uh, he's he's certainly done. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just there as a friend. And uh, we talk gotcha. all around. We talk talk about things. Uh, I, I'm sure that. You know he's done it all on his own. It, it, you know you yeah, have a lot of, of talent, but I, I, it's a, he's a great story and he's a great you know a great friend and his family is phenomenal. But the way uh, the way he's matured and grown and uh, you know his mindset is uh, he's really really uh, he's gotten better with his with his I think with his mind every year and I, and I think that's the the big thing. He's always been a physical 
you know, a freak of nature, get, get in shape and do and throw the football. But I think his mind has really, really uh, gotten stronger and more focused. And uh, it's, it's really fun to watch. It's fun to watch nice. the Cardinals this year. Okay, so I, got a, I got three more quick ones for you. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, let's see what we got here. Um, these are, if you were stuck on a desert island and you had to pick one ex-teammate to live with, who would you be stuck with? Oh man, only one, huh? Only one. Yep. This is a question that I, I, I tend to ask everybody. Man, if I was stuck on a desert island, I only have one ex-teammate. Now there's so many guys that are just so different. They're all different that I can have. Uh, you know, I mean, I could say Altier. I could say Pat Ryan, uh, Freeman McNeil, Joe Klecko, uh I, How about? Uh, God, I could say Lance Melvin and Al Clifton. Bill Patel is one of my best friends in life. It would be between Bill Patel and Dan Alexander. All right. Uh, offense lineman and Billy. Uh, one of those two are, because I would never, I would never stop laughing with those two. That would be, uh, even if we were dying uh, the next day, we would laugh all the way to the very end. They're a couple characters. Um, did you, did you get to go back and, um, Retire as a jet at any point? You know, some guy. Oh, no, you know, uh, yeah, no, you know, uh, no, I've done anything official, and I haven't been back. I I was back in Florida to work a little bit uh, every year now, the last couple of years, which is really nice. Uh, and I, of mm-hmm. course, I like to watch the Jets. That's one of the, the games that I'll try to catch as often as possible. But uh, uh, two years ago, they had us back. I had the whole family back for Christmas, and. Uh, they had us over there. It was the end of the year, and it was a game. It was I hadn't been to the new stadium, and uh, they had us over there, and it was it was really cool. I, I thought the stadium was nice, and and the people were really friendly. They kept us out before the game, uh, signing on it. They, it was pleasant, you know. And uh, in California, I'm not used to that cold weather as much anymore. So I, I lived. All of a sudden, I looked, and there was a gigantic line, and the girls said, "There's never a line like that." I said, "Well, maybe we don't have tickets. Let's go." And uh, we stayed out there the whole time. We, we stayed at. Uh, you know, through the first quarter, and it was really fun to see a bunch of old people. Uh, there was mm-hmm. another guy that was uh, recently retired, and I want to say he was a fullback by the name of, uh, I want to say it was Richardson, but uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Uh, I think that's who, uh, gosh, I, I think that's who he was. And, and he was just laughing because I've never seen some, you know, it was emotional for, for people to come up and say hello, uh, which I thought was weird. I had a great time talking to everybody, and uh He's like, I've never seen anything like that before. And I said, it's fun. It's, it's just a blast. It was it a Tony Richardson? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yep, yep, you know? yep. Yes, yeah. I Tony, believe that's Tony him. Richardson. And his father, his father would not have been in the service. And we were talking about his dad. That's how I remembered him. But he was like, this is unbelievable. You're, you're having a great I said, yeah, it's fun. You know, I, I never, I, I don't do that often. So uh, mm-hmm. it was really fun to be to be back there. It was fun to go to the game. Uh, and uh, I was able to go by. I went by and saw... Uh, uh, the youngest, our equipment manager, was there, who unfortunately just passed away, Phil Hampton. His son's still at the Jets, uh, and we went over. Clay invited us over. We went into the new facility, and uh, man, that's, it looks like you're going into a Google. Uh, it's a phenomenal plan. I, I was I was really impressed by the whole thing, and uh, that was it was a nice little morning uh, spent over there for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, I I you know I'm biased. I told you I, I you were my favorite player growing up, and there's three quarterbacks in Jets history who I think are amazing. Uh, are, are my three best in Jets history. Um, I actually always rank you 
2A, uh, you and Joe, and I always say number one's Flash Gordon because I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but he saved the entire universe and he was a Jets quarterback. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't thank you enough for this. Like you were saying earlier, how when you were you were young and you got to meet like Joe Namath and stuff like that, you know, how that's something you always look back on. I'm not young. I'm almost 40, but this will be one of those things I always look back on and say, I, I got to talk to Ken O'Brien. So thank oh, you very I much. Thank you. It's been an honor. And uh, you are young. 40 is young. I wish I was 40. So enjoy it. Have a, have a great Christmas to your family and uh, yeah. happy new year. And 